Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 181 of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful monday of bets you know the vibe you know the drill we're bringing in nothing but good energy and positive energy on this beautiful december the 13th 2021 now we have an absolutely loaded monday show to bring you even though we have a little bit uh of what we call in the industry lighter slates today but before we get into all of that please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you're watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew but if you are watching on one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button or follow button there so you never miss any of our social media content however one final pit stop if you're listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there in addition if you haven't already as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so you got an extra second while you're watching the show hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live maybe even hit that share button send it on over to your brothers sisters aunts uncles friends enemies neighbors and people that live on the opposite side of the world are you but you refer to them as good old-fashioned degenerates and they like cash and tickets because that's what we do here Uh, at the TTL pod and with the TTL crew. And uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do. It only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger, better, each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew's social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz however and whenever you please from one convenient location. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 181, I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Cold Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by on this 
beautiful for the second time now so you don't have to check your calendar officially december the 13th in the year 2021 we have one hell of a show here on tap today we got a lot to talk about i'm honestly not looking forward to uh bringing the next guy in here you know the man who sits to my left in the box because we sat and watched a football game yesterday and uh it did not go in the favor of uh of my team if you don't know the show you won't know what i'm talking about but uh, if you do it's the bears and the packers obviously my partner's packers took care of business nice easy no problem no harm no foul whatsoever Thought the Bears had a little bit of uh, gumption in them to get it done, but I saw that start to that movie far too many times and the ending far too many times as well. So I suppose I am like Teflon today, ready to take any blade he will throw at me. My friends, help me welcome in the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend and TDL's resident South Sider and Cheesehead keep doing that so they know why the fuck I was laughing. South Sider himself, Mr. Riley. R. Mags. Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, you just you just laid down how I'm doing. I don't even have to say anything. You just laid it down. I glowed it all last week. Who would I be to, uh, you know, shove the knife even deeper into your back? I saw you last night, dude. Had a hell of a feast yesterday, hell of Ooh. a football Sunday. But, uh, hey, man, props to the Bears. I will give props to the Bears. They threw the kitchen sink at the pack, at least in the first half. And uh, was I concerned? Not really, because like you said, you've seen that movie far too many times, as have I. And, uh, you know, but it was a fun game. I had a hell of a lot more fun than I usually do with those games, at least as far as uh, excitement is concerned. So, hey, we had a fun day and, uh, you know, the pack keep rolling on. So I've got nothing to complain about over here, my friend. 100%. We had a uh, Sunday for the boys. We uh, made I made a little pork butt. One of our buddies made some pasta. Shout out Scoot. Mags made his classic dip we had a pretty doggone uh festive sunday if yeah. you will uh filled with cash and tickets mags cashed a couple of big parlays on his end of things so doing some good shit there uh missed the doggone lucky number seven parlay from the balcony bets again but if you followed all of our straight bets we had a damn good day all across the board we had a four and two day in told and uh actually while i mention that right now we might as well just pop it up on the screen so you guys know what the hell's going on so without further ado my friends the TTL Crew's best bets from week 14 of the NFL season are now live on your screen. Both a 2 and one day for me and my partner. Mags ended up uh, cashing the Cowboys minus four with ease. The football team trying to come all the way back in the back door at the very end of the game. Got sweaty. Uh, the under in Atlanta and Carolina, that bad boy was uh, dead in the fourth quarter. And then uh, Chargers, easy money, minus 10. Any key takeaways from your three picks, partner? Uh, no, I mean, it was uh, for 90% of those games that I the two wins I had were no sweat, sweat-free. And then the last, like, five minutes of both of those actually got a little bit sweaty. Uh, but, I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, you give me your takeaways, partner. You found the two dogs that managed to cover uh, the Ravens, obviously, flying through the back door. I uh, kind of predicted it was going to be a little chalky outside of that. But, uh, you know, I think it's just one of those weeks where, you know, the, the chalk wins. And, I mean, the books got ransacked yesterday. The Cowboys covered the Packers covered the Chiefs covered typically not a very good day for the books when those three boys cover my friend 
Yeah, uh, Ravens plus two and a half snuck in the back door even without Lamar. Falcons plus two and a half, easy money, no problem whatsoever. I thought we were going to go 3-0 and on the dogs. Uh, yeah. Bengals were the only one that couldn't get it done. I was actually surprised the 49ers were able to uh, shut them down in overtime. That uh, Man, that really bummed me out. I thought we were going perfect. But hey, is what it is, no big deal. Sure seems still like a positive day to me if you played it all the way across the board. So there you go, there you have it. Let's bring us back on in the screen. All right. What do we got coming up here today? Actually, before we get into that, uh, not a bad college basketball Saturday for me uh, from Cup of Joe on campus. Kind of recapping that from Saturday. I went four and three overall in my plays. How'd you do overall, Max? No, okay, uh, we'll you know, see. overall, overall, I was pretty break even as far as my actual like specific pod or Cup of Joe plays. I guess I guess I didn't, uh, you know, pick out exactly how I did, but I know I did pretty break even all day on Saturday. For sure. Uh, yeah, I was four and three, so I ended up going positive. But yeah, kind of right around in that break even spot. So uh not nothing uh terrible but hey free shout out there to uh cup of joe on campus tune in every saturday morning at 8 30 a.m central standard time on our facebook youtube and twitter what's coming up on today's show well the usual monday best bets uh our mags has one pick he's got the nfl football game covered not telling you if it's a spread if it's a total if it's a team total you're just gonna have to tune in to find out then I got my picks. I actually got four coming at you. Mid-Major King is uh, sticking on his crown today and uh, have four picks that I do believe make it all to the pay window. Uh, we had the Monday Madness Parlay. There was originally four legs on it, if you did read the description, paying out at 15 to 1 odds. And uh, one of those legs was the Chicago Blackhawks. If you haven't seen Blackhawks and Calgary Flames, got postponed, rescheduled TBD. So we're not going to have that. Uh, the other three legs are still good to go. Still paying out at plus 600 odds. So I'm still a pretty big fan of that one. We'll recap all of that and then we'll dive into the uh, Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. They got their eyes set on or their corners set on rather the cubicle objects that be. Suns at Clippers tonight. Uh, we'll wait to dish out all of the total and the line and everything to spread um, once we get to that game because it ha looks like it has been moving a little bit here so so far this morning got some big old spam if that's where your eyes are taking you nope not at all but all right good deal uh yeah it'd be nice if you uh keep a look on that partner because uh, oh, yeah, i'm always go. in the middle of some other stuff so let me fucking get these dipshits the fuck out of here please and thank you you stupid 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 motherfuckers stupid motherfuckers okay uh sons at clippers stupid motherfuckers like that just that shit Factor. is getting so fucking old dude like i can't lie yeah. that shit's really starting to piss me the fuck off like that's annoying as hell like just just knock it the fuck off they like seriously who fuck you but i digress it's all good be positive right? vibes here my friend i hope so fuck you if you are you fucking son <laughs> of a bitch but i digress let's move on uh, second half of the show, my friends, after the Moneyline Dice give us their best bets for Suns and Clippers, uh, we will get into our mag sidebar. Obviously, we'll lead us into a few rabbit holes, talk some bullshit back and forth. We'll get into um, a couple of our daily leans. I don't have anything too major since it is a light slate. Uh, talk Same. about a little bit more of this past weekend of action. Give you some key TTL announcements and wrap it up with some motivation minutes and we get on out of here ready for our day. Outside of that, uh, partner. Anything I missed uh, as far as the TTL pod, episode 181? No, sir. I'm ready to get rocking and rolling. All right. Any late-breaking news? Anything on that front I might have missed? Uh, minor Texans news, which absolutely nobody gives a shit about. Uh, Rex, Her Rex Burkhead, hip issue day-to-day -day for Jaguars game. Sure, everybody was waiting on that one. 150%. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, my friends and my friend over there in that box... 
one final item we must complete before we get today's show rocking and rolling, and that is please lift your mugs, your cups, your glasses, whatever you may be sipping the black elixir of the gods out this morning for the usual toast to me, to you over there, good sir, and all of you beautiful people. Take your sip, and we will shortly get on with it. I'm ready to rock, man. Oh, for crying out loud. I got the Meowy Christmas mugs here. My girlfriend just got me stocked up with all these goofy-ass cat mugs. Happy happy Festivus, dude. Let's rock and roll. First segment of the day, my friend. Our mags, best bets of the day. Told you. He's only got one coming at you. Should be short. Should be sweet. But loaded with knowledge and insights as per usual. Partner, let it rip. Let him have it. And as per usual, you have the floor. All right, partner, you mentioned it. I'm going to the NFL game, Monday Night Football. I'm not going to the total. I'm not going to the spread. I'm sticking with the money line in this one. I am taking the underdog L.A. Rams on the road to get this one done outright, partner. One thing I've got to talk about here, partner, seeing a couple narratives that I'm uh, going to kind of squash a little bit here. One off the top is that the old, uh, the anti-Matt Stafford crowd has been uh, pretty rather boisterous the last few weeks with uh, a few stumbles there for the for the Rams. And okay. I'm going to sit here and call BS on that a little bit. The man loses his number two receiver, one of the top 20 receivers in the NFL, you might say, and then they bring in Odell Beckham Jr., which say whatever you will about the guy. You bring him in uh, when you lose somebody else, that's going to cause some growing pains, my friends. So... I can't really blame him for a few scuffles there against uh, some good teams, not to mention. So I think I'm not saying they're going to be a juggernaut. I'm not saying that, but I do think they're going to get back on track here. And the other one, partner, <laughs> the other one here that I'm seeing okay. is that the Arizona Cardinals are this juggernaut themselves, which I'm not going to sit here and say that they're a bad team or anything like that, but I don't think they're as good as everyone's making them out to be. Look at the last two months that they have played. They've got wins over Houston. They've got a loss to my Packers, which banged up. No Devontae Adams. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different outages there for the Cardinals. Dude, I don't know what's going on with you me. Okay, man. <laughs> Take yourself a deep breath. You all right? But I don't just know what. So <sighs> last week, it's like the first week we started where I'm just yeah. like out of breath. I don't it's know what's going good. on here. <laughs> I know you're just trying to force everything out. Just talk like a normal human being. We're here. It's all good. Rip it. Murder it. I don't know what's going on. Kill it. Go. Tell you. Wins over the Houston. <laughs> wins over Houston Texans. Lost to my Packers. Banged up Packers. Win over San. Two wins over San Francisco uh, over the last couple of months, which is not bad wins or not uh, unimpressive wins, I might add. But nope. lost to Carolina and wins over Seattle and Chicago. And I know it is kind of impressive that they've been able to win all these games, but I'm pushing back on the juggernaut narrative. Is kind of what I'm doing here. So. I think this is a get-right game, or last week, I'm sorry. I think last week was a get-right game for the Rams. Obviously, it was the Jaguars, but you're giving me a team putting up 37 points on any defense in the NFL after they scuffled for a few weeks. I think that's a little bit of a get-right game, partner, and I think we see a nice performance from Matt Stafford in a dome, which he is uh, very accustomed to playing in, obviously. Mm. I think we see a uh, nice performance from him. I think they get it done here. McVay has dominated these Cardinals throughout his career here in L.A. 6-0 and ATS last six in Arizona and 7-1-1 and last nine meetings. Give me the Rams to take care of business, my man. That last game that they played, I know everyone's looking at that last game where the Cardinals beat him down. The Rams were coming off the biggest win of their season in a giant letdown spot where they, uh, you know, the week before they kicked the pants out of Tampa Bay. You come in with a big letdown spot against the Cardinals, you're going to put up a stinker. So 
I'm back in the Rams tonight, my friend, to take care of business on the road, get their season back on trap, uh, on track, inch closer to that division, and uh, supplant themselves as a playoff team. So give me the Rams money line on a little bit of a plus money action, my friend, for my first and only bet of the day. Okie dokie, my friend. Uh, the more that I listen to you talk about it, the more that I think about it myself, I really like this Rams money line. I think that um, the sharpness ends here. We uh, talked about it as the uh, show st- uh, opened today, but Vegas took a licking and a half from the public yesterday, and I think we see a little bit of a turnaround here today. It seems already that everybody, their uncles, brothers, sisters, and dogs are on the Cardinals minus two and a half, so I think you found yourself on the right side, partner. First best bet of the day from our mags. If you're locking it in, get it in right here, right now, so you can get the best value on that plus money, Pauly. Los Angeles Rams, money line. Okie dokie, Artichoke. Anything else on uh, your end of the world before we switch gears into my best bets of the day? Just making sure my blind ass didn't miss any notes, but I think I'm good to go, dude. All right. Well, (laughs) I will take the baton and continue to hustle this show around the proverbial track that it is on currently. Without further ado, all four basketball plays going number one. I've seen a little bit of nonsense happen, and I've seen some people that uh, I like when we're on the opposite side, let's say. Okay. Take <laughs> the side we're not on here. So, big fan, this first play going to the matchup between the Indiana State Sycamores and the North Dakota State Bison, my friends. And we are taking the Sycamores plus four. Now, you might have noticed it opened up at two and a half, up to four. Now it's kind of back down to three and a half. I am fine with it at three and a half. I think this is just fine. And I think the Sycamores actually end up winning this game outright. But I will more than gladly take them to win it by a three, two, or lose it by three, two, or one with the extra underdog backing. I don't think this uh, line movement something you need to buy into as, oh my gosh, there are so many Sharps throwing money at North Dakota State. They're not good this year, my friends. They are 1-6-1 and one against the number overall, 0-2-1 oh, against the number at home. They are not good, my friends. There is no reason they need to be favored by more than a point and a half here. They're being extremely overvalued at home. Now, on the opposite side of that, I know we got burned on the Sycamores one time, but that was on Cup of Joe on campus. Not talking the line, my friends. We bring them to the TTL pod, and they are stone cold killers. They're 5-3 and three ATS overall, 3-1 and one against the number on the road, and they've actually covered two straight after a little bit of a scuffle as underdogs. I think there's a couple of other key reasons as to why the Sycamores are going to win this game with ease, my friends. Number one is tempo. They're going to boat race the Bison all day long. 54th in the nation per Ken Palm, North Dakota State, 293rd in the nation. The other is just pure offensive efficiency. Sycamores are so much better than the Bison. Everybody wants to talk about the Bison's defense, this and that. It is not a Big 12 defense, for fuck's sake. Some of the stuff I'm reading this morning, (laughs) what have you guys seen of the Bison? Are you kidding me right now? No way. So this comes down to offense for me, my friends. And ISU, the wrong ISU, but still, Indiana State, 153rd in adjusted offensive efficiency, 108th in effective field goal percent compared to the Bison, 196th in AOE and 319th in effective field goal percent. So if anybody's going to get hot, it's going to be the Sycamores. And if anybody's going to cough up the rock and not win the turnover battle, I see that being the Bison, my friends. They're 250th on the offensive side of the ball in turnover percent per Ken Palm, 356 defensively compared that to the Sycamores that are 95th offensively in turnover percent and 261st defensively per Ken Palm. 
You don't believe me on all that stuff. Believe the trends. That's simple. ISU 4-1-1 ATS last six as a road dog. 6-1 ATS last seven versus a team with a winning straight up home record. And 7-3-1 ATS last 11 following an ATS win. The Bison 0-4-1 ATS last five as a favorite overvalued. 0-6-2 ATS their last eight as a home favorite. North Dakota State 1-4 ATS last Five games played on Monday on their home hardwood. I don't make these things up. They just happen. It's fucking <laughs> uncanny. Give me the Indiana State Sycamores locked them in at plus four. Fine with them at three and a half. And if it goes back down to two and a half for the overvalued Bison at home. I like a partner down back down to three and a half actually right now as I'm seeing it right now. I do like it. Did you I like it a lot? These, what's that? That's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I it was up to it four. At, My bad. I said I caught it at four, and I said now it's down to My three bad. and a half. I'm comfortable at three and a half. It's all good. No big deal. What do you got? <laughs> I thought you said you had it. Uh, yeah, I was mishearing you. It is at three and a half. I like to play a lot. I think this is. Uh, I think they get it done outright. At worst, I think it's coin flip. So if you're giving three and a half to a uh, coin flip team, absolutely. 150%, man. I don't think it ends more than a uh, bucket there. So, yeah, the extra hook does make me even happier. So, first play, Indiana State Sycamores, plus four, plus three and a half, just fine. Second best bet. This one might be one of my favorites. You hear old Matilda back oh, here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's a little excited here today. She might be trying to uh, get in. I don't know. She's loud as all hell out there. Oh, for crying out loud, I'll see you later. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, maybe, well, if she was a dog, maybe it'd be like, oh, the dogs are barking. But no, nah, she's not a dog. She's just a cat. Got um, any cats on your card here? Uh, maybe. We'll see. No, I don't think so. Cleveland State Vikings so. versus the Oklahoma <laughs> State Cowboys is the second uh, game I'm going to. My second best bet of the day is the Cleveland State Vikings plus the 12 and a half, my friends. Uh, this is just too many damn points uh, when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Oklahoma State is not that same Cowboys team from last year. We all remember the magnificent tournament run and what they did. They're just simply not the same team. They might be 6-3 and three straight up, but they're 4-5 and five against the number. It's even worse at home. 3-3 three and three straight up, 500 overall record, but 2-4 and four against the number at home. It is the same Cleveland State team, however, on the opposite side of the court. They're 6-2 and two straight up, 4-2 and two ATS, building on the momentum that they had from last year. Haven't won on the road yet, but they've only played one game. 0-1 straight up, 1-0 against the number. I like them to continue to stay hot, covering any number left, right, and center, especially one that's at double digits with an Oklahoma State team that I don't think needs to be favored by more than 3.5 in this game. You don't believe me, there's uh, two key things that I see here coming down to uh, this game, at least falling in the favor of the Vikings covering. Number one is turnovers. Um, if anybody's going to be coughing up the rock, I see it being Cleveland State, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. Too many states. Uh, Cleveland State is 69th on the offensive side of the ball in turnover percent per Ken Palm, where Oklahoma State right now really struggling in this department. 303rd in offensive turnover percent. Also, the reason why you're seeing a lot of this uh, early season struggles from Oklahoma State is just because they're not as experienced of a team as they were. As evidence per Ken Palm, they're 230th in experience in the nation. Compare that to Cleveland State, that's second in the nation. That's why inexperienced. That's why they're continuing to build off of that momentum from 2020 here into 2021 and now all the way into 2022. You don't believe me on all of that? Believe the trends, my friends. Cleveland State 
Five and one ATS. I don't make this shit up. Last six Monday games. Four and one ATS. Last five on the road. And seven and two ATS. Last nine games as a road dog. Oklahoma State is one and six ATS. Their last seven home games versus a team with a winning road percent below 400. And Oklahoma State is one and five ATS in their last five home games overall. Too many doggone points. Give me the Cleveland State Vikings plus 12 and a half. I like it, my man. I think this Cleveland State team is a possible tournament team, if not definitely a tournament team, uh, running through their conference. I think a lot of people are expecting Oklahoma State to have a bounce back after a couple losses straight up. And uh, outright, I could absolutely be bought into that as far as a bounce back on the uh, on the actual straight up money line. But as far as those points, I think you're on the right side. That's way too many for that team, man. 100%. And uh, I wouldn't view it as a public dog. I think it's the right side, uh, regardless of where it's at. So Good spot, good number, 12, 12 and a half, no problem, no harm, no foul. Third best bet of the day, coming from your boy. Want to make sure I have it right. Yeah, it's starting to tick up. Would not take it over to uh, where it's at now. First, let me tell you the matchup, Rhode Island Rams against the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee Panthers. Taking the Rams, I got it when the book started fooling around with the number this morning. They dropped it down to six, and I scooped it up fast as can be. At consensus right now, it looks like it's about seven and a half. So I would not take it over seven and a half, but I do still like it there because the Rams are rolling, my friends. They're seven and three straight up, six and four against the number. Now they're four failed covers. They failed to cover a minus 16 and a half against Sacred Heart. Still won the game with ease by double digits. Providence, they failed to cover plus four and a half. Even my partner said on Friday's show, he's not going to doubt Ed Cooley ever again in his entire life. Tulsa, they failed to cover a minus four and a half, and then they failed to cover a minus three and a half against Florida Gulf Coast. When they're in those big spread numbers, they don't seem to cover them. And when they're in the bucket to two bucket numbers, they don't seem to cover those. But that six to seven to eight for the Rhode Island Rams so far this year just seems like their sweet spot. So this one kind of flew off the page at me, especially against a Milwaukee team. That is terrible, my friends. If you remember, about a week and a half ago, we backed the Youngstown State Penguins uh, as, as an underdog, as a sizable underdog against the same Panthers team at home, and um, Youngstown State ended up winning outright. So I think the Rams come in and absolutely roll them. Uh, the Panthers are 2-7 and seven straight up, 3-6 and six ATS, 1-3 and three straight up, and ATS um, at home. So you don't believe me on that. There are a couple of key things um, overall here. And it's the fact that URI just has a defensive and an offensive edge. Um, they're only allowing 62.8 points per game, 72nd in adjusted defensive efficiency, and 18th in opponent effective field goal percent. Compared to Milwaukee, that's allowing 70.4 points per game, 193rd in ADE, and 58th in opponent effective field goal percent. I think those numbers for Milwaukee, too, start to kind of tick up and we see some negative regression from them there because they have played a a lot lesser competition than URI has. And URI's offensive numbers, too, are absolutely ridiculous compared to Milwaukee. They're scoring 70.1 points per game. They're 96th in AOE and 32nd in effective field goal percent. Compare that to Milwaukee, that's scoring 63.4 points per game, but they're 227th in AOE and 258th in effective field goal percent. I also think URI's ability to clean up the offensive glass gives them some second chance opportunities and really build upon that lead. 98th in offensive rebounding percent compared to Milwaukee, that's 286th in defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. Those are the key things I think uh, loom into the Rams really taking care of this minus six, minus seven and a half. Again, wouldn't take it over seven and a half. But if you don't believe me on that, closing thoughts as always, believe the trends. 
Rhode Island, 6-3 ATS, last nine as a favorite. Milwaukee, 2-6 ATS, last eight overall. 1-5 ATS, last five or last six following a straight-up loss. And 0-4-1 ATS, I can't make this shit up, last five Monday games. My third best bet of the day before we wrap up the card with the fourth, the Rhode Island Rams, minus six. I like it, my man. I'm big. Hey, we got uh, we each got a little Rams action going on. We've been doing that last like three TTL pots. So I mean, hey, if that's all you need, then that's all you need. But uh, I'm a big fan of this one as well, man. I'm a big fan of the Rhode Island Rams here. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. How about my fourth and final best bet of the day? Now, if you are a fan of this show, you might be surprised as to where I am going here. But uh, I'm thinking there's going to be few and far between times that we get to fade our boys. And this is one of them, my friends. So going to the matchup, let's set the stage between the Cal Poly Mustangs and the Portland Pilots. You watch the show, you know we're big Pilots guys. But we ain't taking them today. We're taking the Cal Poly Mustangs plus five and a half. Again, I do not want to fade the Pilots, but it is a very, very, very valuable spot. And it's, I think, the most valuable spot on the entire board. One thing that jumped out to me is that the Pilots have not played since December the 3rd. I think they come out with a lot of court rust. I think they come out real tired, and I think they look just absolutely exhausted early against a Mustangs team that does like to get out and run from time to time. One thing I also saw is that uh, the last game the Pilots played before going on this long break was against the VMI Keydets, a pretty similar team to the Mustangs, as minus five-point favorites at home, and they failed to cover. Hmm, something very interesting there. Kind of sent some more alarms off on my head. But I looked into Cal Poly, and even though they haven't had the best straight-up season so far, they've been quiet cover machines, my friends. They're 3-6 and straight-up overall, but 5-3 and three against the number. 1-3 and straight-up on the road, 3-1 and one against the number. I think they continue to roll as at least covering, um, but as far as straight-up, I don't think that they're going to have any shot in hell in winning this game outright. I just think something fun, goofy happens where it only finishes by one or two points and we're on the right side with the Mustangs. A couple of key things as to why I see that happening. It's going to be a defensive game. Cal Poly's only allowing 63.3 points per game. They're 222nd in ADE, 69th in opponent effective field goal percent, and 139th in turnover percent. They actually got the edge in a lot of those categories because Portland allowing 69.8 points per game, 277th in ADE, 64th in opponent effective field goal percent, and only 145th in turnover percent. So if anybody gets a few more key stops, has a couple of more first forced turnovers, things like that, I like it to be Cal Poly. And then another thing, it's... Uh, I think that they're really going to clean up the offensive glass. Cal Poly is 76th in offensive rebounding percent. Might only be 217th in defensive rebounding percent. But Portland hasn't been worth a damn offensively or defensively trying to clean up the glass. 246th per Ken Palm in offensive rebounding percent and 212th in defensive rebounding percent. So I think, honestly, Cal Poly's ability to force some turnovers, clean up the glass, get some stuff done on that end, allows them to uh, really win this game by just out-hustling. Well, I didn't say I win. They cover the game just by out-hustling the Pirates. I, I, pilots. I don't want to say all of that. Now, I did mention at the top, I think they're going to be a little tired. I think they're going to be a little worn out. I kind of think that's how this game is going to go, them being the pilots, and that's going to force them to have to allow on a lot of their bench guys and keep guys rotating in and out. And I said, well, let me look. Do they got an advantage there? Oh, my goodness. Not even close, my friends. Portland is 288th in the nation per Ken Palm in depth on their bench. Compare that to Cal Poly. 
80th in the nation in depth. I think they boat race them and keep boys rotating in all day, all night, just draining in buckets on the pilots to, at the bare minimum, we don't need to win it, keep this game close for a cover. But you don't believe me? Believe the trends. Cal Poly, 4-1 ATS, last five as a road dog. 10 and or I'm sorry, 4-1 ATS, last five overall. 10-1 ATS, last 11 as a road dog. 6-2 ATS, last eight following an ATS win. 3-9 ATS, last 12 are the Portland Pilots as a favorite. They're also 2-9 ATS, last 11 as a home favorite. They're also 6-20 ATS, last 26 Monday games and... Oh my gosh! Excuse you, partner. Might be oh, worth bubble. a uh, <laughs> might be worth a money line sprinkle after all, because the Portland Pilots are two and four straight up their last six Monday games overall. So maybe they come out with a little bit of a break, come out a little bit flat, and Cal Poly smacks them in the mouth. I think they do, but at the bare minimum for a cover. So fourth and final best bet for me, closing out my card. Give me the Cal Poly Mustangs plus five and a half. I like a partner. I think uh, this Cal Poly team might start to actually winning some of these games outright, and I actually hope they do so we can get these Portland Pilots at a more favorable number coming up here after this game. But I do like this play quite a bit, partner. I like the narrative as far as the uh, you know the court rust, little uh, out of condition type stuff, if you will. So I'm uh, a big fan of this one. Big time. And I think much like you, uh, if they do end up losing this game outright, then we can get a little bit better value on them going forward in the future. All right. There you go. There you have it. All of my best bets of the day, all four, all of RMAG's best bets. Let's dish out quickly today's special play, the Monday Madness Parlay, my friends. Now, Originally four legs on this bad boy, but we told you at the top of the show, one of the legs got canceled. Chicago Blackhawks at the Calgary Flames have been postponed for a later date to be determined. So, those plus 1,500 odds on that original Monday Madness four-legger banger have now gone down to plus 600. Three legs. All other ones look to be good. Oh, Uncle COVID ain't fucking around with nobody. No nonsense happening in the organizations. It looks like we are good to go. So, here we go. Listen up. Get ready to smash it in. First leg on the Monday Madness Parlay. We're going back to the Monday Night Football game. We are taking, or going rather, to the total. Los Angeles Rams versus Arizona Cardinals under. 51 total points. Uh, right now, it seems that 50 is the most common over total uh, right now. And when it gets up to 51, it is the most common under total. It gets up to 51, 52, and everybody thinks it's just going to steam up into the 80s and 90s. And au contraire, my friends, it ends up staying in the 30s and low 40s. Second leg on the Monday Madness Parlay. We're going to the NBA hardwood, and we're hitting the matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Indiana Pacers and my friends we are taking the home dog in this matchup not necessarily just because they're a home dog but because our boy Steph Curry and most especially Mag's boy his MVP ticket Steph Curry might be having a little bit of a rest day because he's only seven threes away from a very solid record I'll let you talk about here partner but he is also playing at MSG this week so Playing against the Indiana Pacers for the record or against the Knicks and MSG for the record? Nah, you tell me. I think they're resting him here today. Third and final leg before I kick it over to my partner to give any closing thoughts on the Monday Madness Parlay. We are going to 
the Cal Poly Mustangs. Plus five and a half. Partner had enough faith on it as well to bring it to the Monday Madness Parlay. I think this is a spot that you got to back them. And uh, if everything kind of goes to plan, it will only allow the Portland Pilots to become even more of a mid-major darling for the crew going forward all the way into January, February, and March, baby. But third leg on it, we're taking the Cal Poly Mustangs plus five and a half or plus five wherever you're seeing it at. Parlay all three of those bad boys up for plus 600 odds. My friend over there, anything you have in closing? I do, actually. I've got oh. one thing that you're going to love, my friend. Oh. The Arizona Cardinals' last eight Monday games. Oh. Last eight games on Monday, all to the under. Mm-hmm. Last four games in week 14, uh, all to the under for the Cardinals. So, oh. a lot of, uh, nice random trends here going in our favor uh, that I do like. As far as the old, uh, as far as the Warriors, you mentioned as far as the Steph Curry stuff, he was our day to day. So, regardless of the record stuff, he might have had a day of rest anyways. He might go a little bit here, quarter and a half, two quarters, three quarters. Nonetheless, partner, this Pacers team proves to be a little bit of a tough matchup for the Warriors. Last year, they played three times. This is the first one this year. Pacers got them both in Indiana. They played mm. three times. Two of them were in, in in Indiana. That's a mouthful for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them for the Pacers win and a uh, close four-point loss at Golden State in the one that was in Golden State. So I think this Pacers team is just a tough matchup for the Warriors. Already dropping down to three-and-a-half-three three with some big old monetary liability coming for the Warriors. So I'm a big, big fan of that one, my friend. I think we found the right side. I said, hey, Max, what do you think about those Pacers? What I might the hell take them straight not? up. Why dude? not? Yeah, I, I think I might up. as well. I think I might as well. Might be worth a little sprinkle there, my friends. But there you go. There you have it. Uh, today's Monday Madness parlay. Okay, let's uh, recap all of today's best bets in case we missed anything here. So for the first time, or you missed anything, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep we'll have each other's backs. How about that? You scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. We'll give you the best bets. You keep us honest in case we missed anything. So without further ado, my friends, rip out your sports books. Gets out, gets out, get out your pens, your pencils, and your paper, or whatever mode and method you take stock of the TTL Cruise best bets of the day, my friends, because they are about to be live on your screen for the first time, live in prime time as soon as I change the ticker on this gorgeous December the 13th, 2021, also known as a beautiful Monday of Bets. So kindly turn your attention all the way above us, way up over yonder, top left portion of your screen, you see our mag's lone best bet of the day he is taking the los angeles rams on the money line saying fooey to the points against the arizona cardinals in monday night football tonight turn your attention to the right top portion of your screen the mid-major king has entered the chat for college basketball games on my card today we're taking the indiana state sycamores plus four the rhode island rams minus six do not take over seven and a half the cleveland state vikings plus 12 and a half and the cal poly mustangs plus five and a half directly above us today's special play of the day was originally four legs at plus 1500 odds one got canceled the blackhawks and the flames now it's down to plus 600 three legs on that bad boy right above us are the indiana pacers plus four the cal poly mustangs plus five and a half and the under 51 in the Monday night football matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. My friends, we are getting all five, six plays to the pay window today. But before we can do that and load our bankroll in today's battle with the books, we need you to 
Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing. And whatever the current best line is on you. Favorite sports book. Ooh. Let's go! That sure seems like uh, that sure seems like a day you're gonna need to have the brooms out of the closet, my friend. So there you go, there you have it, the TTL crew's best bet of the day. Now, you may also see, uh, we can keep that there for a second. You may also see a little bit of uh, additional text there, bottom right corner of your screen, right over yonder. You see the money line dice roll. That's right, they are live in prime time, ready to rock and roll. They are here on set with your boy. So without further ado, you see the matchup, the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, let's change the ticker. Oh, I'm a poet, and I didn't even hey, know hey, it. Hey, hey. And bring us back in the picture. <laughs> oh, how about that? Clippers. Ticker picture? T- Clippers, ticker, picture. Maybe you're just not a rapper, so you don't think about things <laughs> in, 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 in that fucking order. But, uh, you know, just like Eminem once said, orange doesn't uh, hey, there uh, you go. Orange doesn't rhyme with anything. Hey. But you can say, I'll take my four-inch door hinge. I don't know what the fuck he said, but no, shout yeah, out Eminem for it. that. Yeah, four-inch <laughs> door hinge, some fucking shit. I don't know. Either way, we ain't fucking rapping today. We're in the money line dice roll. Partner, please be so kind. As to tell all of our fans out there, let me uh, add it in here, Suns versus Clippers. Please let us know. Um, obviously, you can tell if you uh, are a fan of sports in any form or fashion. You know this game is played in L.A. as the Clippers uh-huh. being the team on the right side. So, partner, that being said, who's the favorite? Who's the dog? What's the uh, current total set at? And uh, what are these money line dice going to be rolling for today? All righty, my friends. So you mentioned this one is in L.A. We've got the Suns and Clippers. The Suns coming in as the, uh, at least on FanDuel, two-and-a-half-point favorite, three in some spots. But I'm seeing two-and-a-half here for the Suns. Mm -hmm. 210 is also the total here. But we are without both Devin Booker and it uh, doubtful for Paul George. So I imagine he's going to be out. Typically, doubtfuls mean a big old fat O-U-T. So... Interesting uh, interesting role for the dice today. A lot of public action on the Suns. A lot of big money coming in on the Clippers. So we'll see who prevails today. We'll see where the dice are rolling to. Well, they're warmed up. They're ready to rock and roll. All so right. one final time, uh, Suns are the road favorite. Lane three, if I heard you correctly. And one more time with said total. Well, if we're going off FanDuel, it is two and a half. And the total is 210. 210. Okay, so 210, two and a half. We'll say that. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, 210, two and a half. Game is in LA. We know the, sta- the stage. It has been proverbially set. So the first roll of the day. Are we going home team? Are we going away team? I don't know. Mags doesn't know. But this cubicle object that we refer to as the money line dice certainly does. So for the first time here today on this beautiful December the 13th, 2021, we all find out in three and two and one. Away team, away team, away team. Phoenix Suns, okay. Phoenix Suns, unofficial side selected. Second roll, are we going to the money line, or are we going to lay the two and a half against the number? That's upside down, that is not. There we go, there we have it. So without further ado, we find out for the second time what the dice are feeling in three, in two, in one. 
ATS, 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 ATS. Right. under the old desk, but is a T S. So unofficially, the Phoenix Suns minus two and a half. Now, will the dice be doubling down for the first time to kick this week off? Are they saying, ah, boy, sorry, the lighting was off just a little bit. We need a re-roll. They're saying, no, 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 everything's good there. We just got an additional play you need to know about. We're going to the total. I have no clue. Neither does Mags, but the cubicle objects that be the money line dice certainly do for the final time here today. We all find out. In three. In two. In one. Away ATS. Doubling down. Okay. Away ATS. Away ATS. I like it, man. Like I said, a lot of uh, split money here and there, but too many injuries to actually think that that means anything, man. So... I'm right, I, I might ride with the dice on the two and a half, dude. The dice <laughs> have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket, count it one ticket to the pay window tonight. No questions, no qualms, no quarries, none of the bullshit from you floppy meat sacks to these cubicle objects that be the money line dice. Lock in right here, right now. Phoenix Suns, minus two and a half. <laughs> All right. Guess we've got a new uh, name for our haters. Is that what we're doing here? Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. <laughs> Thank you, Dice. You know, we, you. we walk around in our floppy meat sacks and these solid, solid edges out here giving a fucking... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Welcome to the TTL pod, ladies and gentlemen. All right, there you go. There you have it. Phoenix Suns minus two and a half. The Moneyline Dice have spoken. All right. Without further ado, we'll get rid of these bad boys. Sleep well, sweet prince. We'll see you at the pay window tonight. I mean, in all honesty, before we continue, proceed with caution on the NBA this week, my friends. We found a game as far as that Pacers one where we feel like we... You know, there's some type of at least certainty, maybe not certainties, but at least some type of trends and certainties there. The rest of the damn league this week, man, whether it's injuries or, you know, people having to sit out our bulls. I hope our bulls get canceled tomorrow. Otherwise, you and I might be uh, getting a call this week, my friend. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Most definitely. It is uh, It's a strange time in the NBA and uh, even further cements the fact of why I stay away till about uh, Christmas time. I don't try and force myself in anything unless I see something like the Pacers today that jumps off the screen at us. So, there you go. There you have it. Everything's been recapped for you. It's all ready to rock and roll. If, by chance, you missed the recap, you missed one of our best bets of the day, you missed the special play, you missed the Moneyline Dice Roll, whatever the case might be, not to fear. We have plenty of other options where you can find all of our best bets of the day. Number one. Follow us on the Action Network app. You can find me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You can find Riley in RMAG, at RMAGS in all caps is what I was trying to say. And you can find every single show's best bets of the day, the straight plays and the special plays, which always gamble responsibly. One unit on the straight plays, quarter unit to a half unit on the special play. That is always what we do. Afford to be who you can, or be who you can afford to be, is the correct way to say that. But get all of those at Talking Align on the Action app. You can also follow our board on Chalkboard. You can follow it Talking Align. I know, super hard to remember. Jump in one of our channels, go back and forth with us. We got one channel for just about every possible thing you could imagine: sports, bad beats, bets, all of our content, anything you might need to know about TTL. It is all there. Download the Chalkboard HQ app. 
on Google Play or the Apple App Store and follow them on Twitter at ChalkboardHQ. Last but certainly not least, you ain't got none of that. You got one of them old, uh, old-fashioned flip phones, maybe the old Motorola from 1992. I don't know. I'm not here to judge, but what I do know is the Internet's pretty easily accessible, so you can go to talkingtheline.com slash today's dash best dash bets, and you will find all of our best bets, and maybe while you're on there, you'll stumble into some additional content too. So there you go. There you have it. All of our methods of finding our best bets and additional content. Outside of that, let's... uh. Drop it on down into fourth gear and burn some rubber, buddy. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Second half of the show. Our mag sidebar. A little bit of banter, some leans, and uh, always important, TTL announcements. So without further ado, partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 181 on this absolutely beautiful December the 13th, 2020. My friend, we can make it uh, rather snappy, but I'm, uh, you know, after some uh, interesting performances this past week, and we haven't talked about it in a few weeks, interested in talking a little uh, NFL awards, season-ending awards, as far as the future market is concerned. I, uh, you know, I was not surprised to see that he was the favorite, but as far as the MVP award for the NFL, after yesterday's performance, Tom Brady's coming in at minus 150 to win the damn NFL MVP, my friend. Really? Which, like I said, was not surprised to see him as a favorite after yesterday. But with what Rodgers also did, he's only a plus 600, man. And, you know, call me a homer. And maybe all of the narrative surrounding. Okay, yeah, you can call me a homer, of course. Is that worth a play, though, from an unbiased perspective? Plus 600. Is this, uh, you know, media narrative too steep of a hill to climb? Like, does he have to really far and away outperform? Because I think that's like if it's if those guys are neck and neck with everything that's going on this year, they're going to give it to Tom Brady, right? One hundred and fifty percent, and I don't think your boy has a shot in hell, regardless of what he does okay. to uh, close out the season. I think the whole COVID shit shot him in the fucking foot. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what any fan of Aaron Rodgers thinks. Matters what that fucking voting committee thinks. Yeah. And uh, most of those people are members of the media. And most of yep. those people uh, sit on their fucking thumbs and bitch about all the shit that we don't talk about on this pod. Right. So, I'd say probably not a shot in hell. And I think it's probably locked up at this point in time for old TB12. But, um, hey, just as I say that, who knows? Maybe maybe something will happen. But right. there's that. Um other ones, I'm uh, actually. What else you got? Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, offensive rookie of the year, Mac Jones minus four hundred. Probably not uh, much to look at there, unless he gets hurt. Obviously, not him. What? Unless yeah, he gets hurt, that's probably his to lose. Because I had Jamar um, to get it in in my blog, and I, I think if he wouldn't have had so many of these drops, because we saw a couple of key ones yesterday. Sure. Now, granted, he he always he always gets. His payback he makes up for, for it. Yeah, he yeah, always yeah. makes up for him is what I was trying to say. Yeah, he always has a stupid toe tap in the back of the end zone that just, okay, yeah, that drop wasn't really that bad. But as far as numbers for Overroy, yeah, I think you're in the right spot. I don't think Mac Jones is uh, going anywhere. Firmly supplanted at number one unless he breaks both legs. Uh, knock on wood to my, my boy Mac. All right, nothing to talk about here. Micah Parsons is getting D-Roy, defensive rookie of the year. Easy money. But Easy money. He is third. Actually, he's tied for second as far as odds on FanDuel for the entire Defensive Player of the Year award. You got Miles Garrett, one of my two picks. I made two picks on Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Garrett was one of them. He's at plus 250. Uh, TJ Watt and Micah Parsons at plus 350. Any any opinions here? Obviously, I got my Miles Garrett ticket, so I'm going to stand firm to that because he had another nice day yesterday as far as uh, I think he had a strip sack, uh, if not a fumble recovery. But 
Man, Micah Parsons, especially after his performance yesterday, it's hard to deny him on anything right now. And TJ Watt with the, you know, a couple games missed at least. I, I, I feel like he's kind of the odd one out of those three, at least for this award this year. Would you agree with that? I would say so, yeah. Uh, I don't think TJ has the numbers to be in that conversation this year for sure. I mean, he's well, still playing I mean, good, but he was he was hurt too. He was hurt yeah. too. So, I mean, it, it's it's no knock on him whatsoever. But no. he's, just, he's not in that conversation. But when you say um, that, they said something on Thursday as far as how many sacks he has and how many games, and I'm just and I I knew that, but I didn't. I guess I didn't know exactly what the number is. So I, as I'm saying that, maybe if he can rack in another, you know, half dozen sacks, then maybe I don't know. And you know, I'm not saying like. Micah Parsons shouldn't have defensive rookie of the year at all but like I think that Trevin Diggs should be a lot more of a conversation for defensive rookie of the year than he's not like I'm not and again I'm not saying that being a linebacker versus being a cornerback is the easier harder whatever but there's been linebackers to do that and the last cornerback to get um, a defensive rookie of the year or any type of honor is like back in the 70s and I mean it's those type of numbers. So, like, what, is just a cornerback never going to get it again? Eh, I don't know. I guess it's just kind of a subtle soapbox for me because, I mean, he's not even in the top – he's not even in the top six of, of odds. And the top six are 100 to 1 odds. So – and that, that finishes with Asante Samuel Jr. So, a little bit he weird. Able, he, he, he might have, he's, like, fourth in defensive player of the year odds, though. I think – I don't know if they yeah. list him as a rookie. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. So yeah, he's he's fourth in defensive player of the year odds, but he's plus a thousand. So I yeah, mean, yeah. maybe if he closes out the season, might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle if he closes out the season big here. I obviously had all of my eggs in one basket on uh, uh, Chase Young, so right. uh, that uh, that came to a screeching halt a couple weeks ago. Uh, T's and P's, Chase. Hopefully you have a speedy recovery, my friend. But um, yeah. yeah, I would say either Miles Garrett or Trevin Diggs because. Uh, because with Trevin Diggs not even having an opportunity to get D-Roy, like, I think something crazy could happen. Like, if he closes out the season with some, like, two games with two picks each, so he's got, like, and then maybe another one and, and maybe some a couple of crazy plays, like, it's very, very, very possible. I mean, the way that man just finds the ball and gets his hands on the ball. Like, Michael yeah. Parsons, he's their blitzer, he's their, he's their go-to guy in that, he's their run stopper, all that jazz. But, like, Trevin Diggs, I haven't seen a quarterback perform like that, I want to say almost since Revis Island, my friend. Like, maybe maybe Patrick Peterson, like, I don't know. He is yeah. a bad No, dude. I'm not bad disagreeing dude. with anything you're saying. I'm not disagreeing. He's bad gotten, dude. I think a knock is, like, he's gotten – because he's he's a gambler he's yeah. a gambler he's gotten yeah. beat on a few plays you know that i'm thinking of that chiefs game specifically uh yeah. but anyways did you end up i can't remember did you end up taking any action on Dak comeback player of the year i took Dak, and i took um as well as uh chris mccaffrey chris mccaffrey okay. obviously is completely dead but uh yeah. Dak prescott now to minus a thousand oh yeah <laughs> that's a winner yeah no question and uh i believe i locked it at plus 150 i'll have to go back and look but i think i uh, actually yeah, I got it right here. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, come on, come on. Where are we I at? Where are we? I don't think I did. Wow, actually. I got it at plus 215, actually. Holy yeah. shit, son. I got some solid futures. Yeah, I remember there was like a few books up. that were around my plus 150, and then there was that one, and it was like too good to pass up. 100%. What else you got? Last two, real quick. Who's your coach of the year at this point? Bill Belichick, plus 150. Kingsbury, plus 300. Matt LaFleur, plus 900. Um, a few other guys if they get hot, but I feel like it's probably those three guys. Is it Bills to lose? Yeah, I think it's Bills to lose for sure. I mean, he took a rookie quarterback and he's completely turned everything around. He's just done classic Bill Belichick shit. Um, it, my only other probably bet would go for Cliff Kingsbury. 
Um, anything else? I mean, you could argue Staley, but just hasn't done enough. You could argue LaFleur, but that same shit, different day. You could argue Vrabel, but pff, whatever. No way McCarthy, no way Zach no. Taylor, Frank Reich, great. The Colts got a, uh, a first-round buy while they were on a buy. I mean, terrific, wonderful, whatever they're doing. I, I don't know. I I would say definitely one and two. If if Belichick something crazy happens and Kingsbury can do something wild, I don't know, but I would say yes. Uh, Belichick's pretty pretty firmly planted, even still at plus one fifty. So yeah, unless the some... wheels fall off, which I don't I don't see happening. Last one, offensive player of the year looks like a two man race according to uh, the odds. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor plus one fifty, Cooper Cup plus two hundred. Next closest is plus two thousand. Jonathan Taylor, if uh, he rips off any another one of these huge games, I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor because Cooper Cup, I mean, I guess I kind of expect him to have a nice game tonight, but as far as what he was producing, he's kind of, he's, he's seen some regression. So I think Jonathan, it's probably Jonathan Taylor's to lose unless he, uh, unless Cooper Cup goes off for a couple t- uh, multi-touchdown games or something the last few weeks here. Well, speaking of um, speaking of Cooper, I, I also think Jonathan Taylor does get AP uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Um Speaking of Cooper Cup having a huge night tonight, why are people still talking as if, oh, I think the Cardinals' defense is a little fugazi. Uh, it's fucking week 14, and you just made that face at me. When when are they supposed to, when are the fucking wheels supposed to fall off? Like, I'm confused here. They've only con- consistently gotten better, and the narrative is still, eh, it's kind of fugazi. I think they're going to suck. Like, if they, if they beat the shit out of the Rams tonight, is it going to be solid? Or, like... Like it, uh, what? What the hell? Or if they hold their own, like when are the Rams def- or the Cardinals defense going to get any type of respect? I mean, I guess it would be tonight because I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't know if I made a face that made it look like I was disagreeing yeah, with you. Yeah, I you I'm like- not dis- oh. I, I was making that face at the who the people you're talking about basically because I for mm. the most part I agree with you. If they throw up a sticker tonight though, then I think that crowd is going to be. <laughs> I'm oh hey, I told yeah. you. But I have a feeling that that same crowd is also the Matt Stafford sucks crowd. So I also don't think they're they, going to throw might up. Explode. A, I don't know. I also don't think they're going to throw up a stinker tonight because we got the under man, yeah. and I think that's going to be mm-hmm. the that's going to be the key thing here. There's going to be a lot lower scoring than you would kind of think, and I maybe Cooper Cup doesn't have an eight catch, 140 yard night. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I think. I don't think anyone's going to be like shining like, oh my god. I think it's going to be a 24 21 type game. That's what kind of what I'm predicting. I think so too. I think it'll be a solid, uh, solid little Monday night game. Of course, anything out of the NFC, uh, NFC West is always a solid game. So, geez, um, no Manning cast tonight, right? I think. I mean, with last week they said, "I'll see you in January, bud." So I, I don't know. It drives me fucking nuts, but that's what so, it sounds like. They are not going to have. Let me let's just double check Omaha Productions. Uh, yeah, looks like they haven't tweeted shit for five days, so, yeah, probably won't have the old, uh, yeah, it's pretty dumb, I mean, we, we sat and listened to, uh, the Sunday Night Football coverage last night, like, hey, shout out Legends in the Industry, Michaels and Collinsworth, but, man, that was just bad. anymore, it's just not fun to listen to, and it's really annoying well, when, you know, even if your fucking team sucks, like, you know, it was a decent fucking game last night till about the fourth quarter and at the very end of the fourth quarter. And, you know, all I heard for the entire game was, you know, when I look at a guy, <laughs> I look at Aaron Rodgers and he is the best. <laughs> see, now you got me fucked up off it. You always got to fucking end it. You got to throw in the ah, 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 ah. 
now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yep, yep. That, that was it. Um, fucking, I, it, the entire game, the entire fucking game, it was just nothing but, oh, Aaron Rodgers is the best guy in, on the planet. He's the brightest guy in the room. Oh, this, this Packers guy, this guy, oh, when you see this, and then, oh, the Bears are just so terrible in this. They really own them. They, they really own them, Al. Like, they, <laughs> What are we? What are we talking about? What like? Why? Why? It's just like we weren't even it talking good, about. Man. We weren't even talking about football. We were just talking about oh, these human beings. This is cool. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're trying to do their own rendition of what the Manning cast is doing now, and it's just not good. It's just no. not good at all. So, I don't hey, know. Hey, credit man. to them. Credit to them. I know they mentioned something about it, it was like fifteen point game. He's like an L, and he does this. Al Michaels does this pretty often in that spot, but. It, 15 points, significant to some. I believe uh, there was 43 points, something about that, that uh, was long past. So shout mm. out to them for, uh, you know, kind of mm. sprinkling that in at the end there. Yeah, yeah, big time. I uh, thought the Bears were going to potentially be able to get it done, speaking of that game last night. But uh, no, not uh, not ever a chance. Once it got into that third quarter, that disgusting third quarter, the Bears can't play from the ho- behind is a thing. Like, if they get a fucking four-touchdown lead, and like then they can just – because they, they, well, they just – they can't play. Not to, I mean, uh, we'll wrap it up. Otherwise, we'll be here for another hour. But for a four-win team going up against a team where you know – you have to put up a lot of points. It's unfathomable, an unfathomable. Oh my gosh, unfathomable to me that they kick a field goal to start the game when they have clearly some momentum. Zero zero. They kick a field goal at like the two or three yard line, uh, and then they they're about to punt, and it almost worked out for them with the punt there. And the, I don't know if that was. I think it was early fourth quarter. Fuck what are you doing call. kicking for it on fourth Fuck and one? Call. You're a four-win team, and you're losing, and you're giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. I know the concern is like, oh, if we don't get it, we give Aaron Rodgers the ball at the 40. You're giving he it doesn't to give a anyway. shit. He wants to kill the clock. That's all he cares about. You're giving him the ball to kill the clock. Why are you 100%. doing that? Don't yeah, do it. Not, it's just not smart from a coaching perspective. And then, yeah, not not going for it on the goal line and kicking field goals. Like, you don't beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady no. and guys of that quali- uh, caliber and quality by kicking field goals. So, yeah, that was really annoying. Um, what, what was the, what was the other thing that you hit on right there? The, uh, uh like kick, uh, kicking the field goal early in the game. Yeah. Outside of that, there was one other thing that, uh, the punt I, at the end. Uh, there. Oh, the muff fucking punt. The worst, oh. the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Like most of the time I fucking agree with those. Like the dude ran out of bounds. He ran fucking 25 yards down the field and fucking oh, all. Yeah. Then he kind of came in and went out again. I don't remember who it was. It was Vildor. It was fucking Vildor. He went out of bounds, he took three steps and realized he was out of bounds, and literally flipped his whole fucking hips and ran directly back into the fucking green. And by the letter of the law, if you run out and you immediately run back in, which he did, that's not a penalty. So yeah. we got we got stiffed. And if that happens, that's a huge momentum swing, even though, even though you can't run it in for a touchdown, which I also think is bullshit like that that should be that's a dumbass ball that ball's dead that's stupid uh i mean i mean that's stupid 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 either way that was that was kind of the that was the backbreaker that was the backbreaker for third for sure when they threw the penalty on that it was like well that's about a wrap we had an opportunity boys but uh there you go out the window but not to lay down more and this will be the final thing. But from a special teams perspective, A, the Packers have to clean that up. Otherwise, that might beat them in the playoffs. But if you're a Bears fan, you know, you're kind of talking like, oh, they, they put up a decent fight. If the Packers had a competent special teams unit in that game, that would have been a 40-13 to 13 game. Probably, like, yeah. 
so like and I, I was listening to some on my way home from your uh your apartment some chicago radio and matt Nagy was he could not let go how proud of the special teams he was like oh yeah you know we had a we knew we had a good special teams edge like he's just holding on to every bit of like positive like something that he did positively or his coaching staff did positively man so uh, I'm not. I really. I, I promise. I'm not trying to shove the knife in in, in your back. It's just. It's. It's so. And that'll stop shoving yeah. it in. You're. You're absolutely yeah. murdering me. <laughs> you're murdering me right now because it. It fucking sucked. I thought we had the opportunity and I. Fuck. I don't know, man. Like you said, we'll be here another hour. We keep talking yeah. about the Bears and the Packers, and uh, you're glitching just a little bit. But I think uh, okay. we'll we'll catch it. Oh yeah, you're catching back up now. All right. So here we go. Uh, one final little thing I wanted to touch on because uh, it was a card and a half was uh, UFC this uh, past Saturday. Uh, first things first, got to get the elephant out of the room. Uh, shout out Juliana Pena, Chicagoland stand up. She actually trains uh, trains at VFS right up the uh, street here from the production studios. Uh, Juliana Pena upsets Amanda the Leoness Nunes and uh, is the new strawweight champ. So obviously we're going to see a uh, run it back of that. We'll see the rematch. We'll see what happens. But uh, what it came down to me, man, and I, I rewatched the fight about five times now. I've just kept I kept diving back into it. Yeah. And Juliana did exactly what she said she would do. She kept sticking out the jab, kept sticking out the jab, kept sticking out the jab. And every other woman that uh, the lioness has faced has taken her jab back. And then after she, they've eaten a couple, okay, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back a little bit. Juliana just kept walking down. I mean, she right. got her whole eye closed shut because of how much she kept walking down. And I think that really, really, really surprised Amanda. And after Amanda got caught with one pop, pop, pop. Oh, she said, is that a two-piece in the soda? What the fuck just happened? And another pop, pop, pop. She said, what the fuck is going on? And she said, okay, come here, Juliana, please, please. Okay, to, to, to the cage, please. Please, let's not fuck around. And then Juliana said, okay, well, we're going to the ground, sweet pea. And so many people have said it. She looked like she didn't even think she had won it. And that was kind of because she said that Amanda really didn't fight it. She was really surprised that she didn't. And she thought that she would put up a little bit more of a fight once she got her arms around her neck. But... Barely not, and we have a new baddest woman on the planet. So my question on all of this is, would you attribute it more to Amanda not being 100% ready and maybe kind of letting the foot off the gas because she's been cruising, or do you think she was just shocked that someone finally touched her up a little bit? Much like they say in NFL, my friend, any given Sunday in the fight game, it's any given night. The thrill and the agony, anybody can get caught at any point in time. And if you come in with the right game plan and you don't back off of that game plan, which is that's that's what every woman should have as the game plan of going against Amanda is put the pressure on her. Put the pressure on her because we've never seen, we've seen a little bit early on in her career when she would eat those shots, she didn't like them. So right. she started just walking bitches down and saying, forget it. I'm just going to run through you, and this is what we're going to do. Right. Well, now uh, now it, it's not as much as uh, it's not as much of the case, Like especially if she's going to be facing girls like Juliana that are just in the face. They're right. not going anywhere. They're not going to uh, – they're not going to back down. So I don't know. I, I think we are going to be in for one hell of a rubber match. I will tell yeah. you that. I don't know when it's going to be. Um, if I was a bet man, I would say probably won't be till this time next year, I would say. You think a full year, huh? I think so. I think so. I think it'll eh, – maybe maybe not, but maybe I don't know. summer I, or something? Maybe summer. It might even be longer. Leoness might need some time off. I don't. I, she just did not sound right. She did yeah. not sound right in the uh, 
in the post-fight presser. I don't know. It, it was it was interesting, but hey, shout out Juliana Pena. Um, Charles Oliveira winning, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians as the underdog against the Diamond Poirier. Um, the, the craziest part about it is that Poirier was eating some shots. Poirier yeah. was eating some of the best shots I've seen Dustin throw in a long time, and he just kept walking him down, walking him down, walking him down, walking him down. And next thing you knew, he ended up on Dustin's back, and it was all but a wrap from there. Um, shout out, 155, I think, has a new king for the foreseeable future. I don't see anybody beating him. I don't see Gaethje beating him. I, I love Gaethje to pieces, too. I, I don't see anybody coming in there and beating Charles right now. I don't know about you. Maybe Makachev. That would be my pick. Islam Makachev? Yeah, Makachev. Potentially, potentially, that would be my pick. I don't think he, I want to see that. He I want to see. Wrestle. I just want to see that fight. So he has bad. to wrestle him, though. Like yeah. that's that. That's not like that. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I stylistically for Makachev, that's that's not a good thing. Like okay. especially with how fucking good Oliveira is on the ground. Like everybody that fucking Makachev have faced so far, he's smashed because they have no ground game, and he just does the classic Khabib fucking get you down, heavy okay. hips, and fucking weigh on you, and just smash your fucking face in on the ground. I don't think he can do that to Charles. If anybody okay. was going to do that, I was thinking maybe Dustin. So okay. I think it'll be a hell of a fight, but I think uh, old Islam would be a little bit overvalued there. Well, I guess last thing as far as this, would you say that's probably next in line? Like, I don't know if Makachev has a fight lined up yet. Does he, Is he fighting uh, Benil Dariush? Yes. Is that lined up? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. Is that winner gets the winner of Gaethje Oliveira probably? I would imagine because Benil's been been doing his thing too, and yeah. he's he's almost pretty much next in line. So yeah, right. both of those guys I think kind of jumped RDA in the rankings, and as far mm -hmm. as like, hey, you're gonna get another opportunity at a, at a title shot or whatever the case might be, because RDA just backed out of too many doggone fights in a row. Right. It was like five in a row. So I think both of those guys kind of jumped, and then yeah, that's kind of the number one contender for the title fight right now so yeah i like it um I, i'm a big fan of what's going on in 155 it's absolutely stacked we had some yeah. other solid fights um tied to avasa ended up getting his 13th knockout did a shoey for the man shot out uh that was insane the whole card was insane it was an absolutely electric night of fights if you did not watch them you missed out my friends um didn't do too bad ended up going positive on uh, the UFC blog, Ugh, missed the hashtag don't bet against Brazilians parlay by one leg, missed it by this much. Uh, Pedro Munoz, I knew that was going to be a tight fight. I thought he would be able to pressure uh, Dom enough to get the job done. And Dom just looked like, uh, Joe Rogan said it at the end, vintage Dominic Cruz. That's what yeah. he looked like, classic vintage Dominic Cruz. And when he's like that and moving like that, nobody in that 135 or 145 division is going to beat him, period, point blank, period. So, there you go. There you have it. Comes to UFC. Um, outside of that, nothing major. Looks like Kareem Hunt got a little banged up yesterday. He's uh, now kind of unlikely to play on Saturday. Oh, we got the extra Saturday games this week. I forgot about that. Yes, sir, we do. I think we got a couple. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of them. So unlikely to play Saturday. Now Hunt's back to week to week after just coming back from uh, being on. I don't think he was all the way on. Yeah, he was on IR for I think a little he was. while. Yeah. yeah, so he's finally back, and now he's back jacking around with it again. Yeah, we've got some good NFL games coming up, man. Chiefs Chargers this Thursday, uh, Raiders Browns on Saturday. We'll see what uh, happens there. I don't know what the hell the Raiders are, uh, as we haven't really been able to figure out all season long. But that Patriots Colts, I think that's going to be a good one in uh, in India on Saturday night. I think it will be too. You know, um, the Colts almost getting uh, two weeks of rest in that spot. They're they're getting a hot minute 
Uh, no, I guess they played on Sunday. I guess they played on Sunday. I was thinking they played a primetime game two weeks ago. But coming off the bye, either way, with uh, the Patriots kind of uh, playing this a little bit of a grueling yeah. uh, last few games here, yeah. I think that's going to be uh, a 100%. game and a half on Saturday. I think we're going to have some action there for sure. Yeah, a little bit of a weak Sunday, so not terribly weak, but, uh, you know, kind of similar to what yesterday was, honestly. Show sure enough. Well, there you go. There you have it. That about does it on my end. Um... We'll get into all that NFL goodness as the week continues to roll on. Uh, college football uh, championship games rolling around this weekend. Uh, start on the 17th and then pretty much all the way through second, third, fourth week in January. New Year's Six Bowls, all that good shit. Uh, that'll be coming around and then um, we'll dive into more college basketball. College basketball really starting to uh, stick to some trends. Things are starting to get solidified. The books are getting smart. The public's getting dumber. So I'm starting to really like that a lot, uh, especially on my mid-majors. Everybody thinks they know what they're talking about and uh, we've been going in the right direction. So uh, let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving with that. We'll keep cashing uh, CBB tickets. We'll keep finding the trends for you. We'll keep uh, dishing out winners left, right, and center. Uh, if you don't have an opportunity to stop by for any of the winners on the uh, daily show, make sure you stop by our uh, website or check out any of our other content. You go to talkingtheline.com. All of our shows have their own individual tabs. So Talking the Line Pod, the Wise Words Pod, which we're actually recording episode number four of season two of that Wise Words Podcast today, dropping on this upcoming Wednesday, December the 15th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then also Cup of Joe on campus every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time has its own tab. And then you can hit the More tab and you'll see my blogs, our mags blogs, our best bets of the day, live lines and odds, our partners, about us. Maybe some extra content you didn't even know existed. Check it all out. Dive through it. Let us know. We even got a little comment box, if you will. If you got a suggestion, you want to talk with us, you want to know about something, drop it in there. We'll communicate with you. We promise. Outside of that, nothing major that I got on the agenda left here, partner, outside of a little uh, inspiration, motivation in my motivation minutes of the day. Anything left from you before we wrap this bad boy up? No, sir. Let it lay it down for us. I'm ready to get rock and roll. Okay, so final segment of the day, my friends, my Motivation Minutes. Now, if uh, you're just coming around, you wouldn't know this, but if you have been coming around for a while, you know how we start the week and how we end the week with a John Wooden quote. Ended uh, Friday with the uh, John Wooden quote about magnifying your blessings instead of your disappointments. And if we all took the opportunity to do that, we would all be much happier. So I begin today, obviously rhetorically, but a little bit of thought-provoking. Did you take time to magnify your blessings this weekend? Or did you spend your time magnifying your disappointments to all those you came in contact with? I can't answer that question for you. Only you can, and hopefully you find yourself on the earlier side of that question, not on the latter. But if you find yourself on the latter, you can always turn it around. You can always start magnifying those blessings again. And maybe kind of today's quote plays into that just a little bit, maybe doing life right, if you will. So what do I mean by that? Well, I'll tell you today's quote and it all come full circle. Today's John Wooden quote of the day if you don't have the time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? If you don't have the time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? So if you don't have the time to live this life right and be grateful and be thankful and magnify your blessings, but you got the time to live it wrong and be negative and 
toxic and all those wonderful words, then when are you going to have the time to actually start living it right and start having good things come your way? Um, you don't actively apply it, then it's never going to happen. And that, that kind of just came as a rabbit hole itself as I was thinking about this. But when I think about this John Wooden quote, it can be the simplest thing in the world, man. And I know I've, I've talked about something this simple, like doing dishes on the show before. And if you don't have the time to spend two minutes, I promise you, it only takes two minutes. It might seem like it's 30 minutes because it's, you're doing something you don't want to do, but it's still about the only same fucking two minutes. I can promise you that. And, and Mags, you can attest to it. You watched me yesterday instead of popping on the couch yesterday and continuing to watch football. I finished those dishes before we sat back down. It's a discipline thing. It's a small thing. It's a little thing. But if you don't have the time to do it right now and make sure it's done and get it set and get it rocking, when are you going to have the time to do it over because you didn't do it right this time? So if you're trying to rush through life and rush through something and, okay, I just I get it done like this, whatever, chances are if that's how you're going through life, you're having to double back on those things over and over and over and over again. And, you know, if you would just do it right the first time, everything would be a lot easier. And I'll tell you a little story of my childhood to kind of wrap this up. And I'm sure, shout out, Mama Bear, uh, if you're watching the show today. I know she'll get a kick out of this. I know she'll probably show this to my stepdad, too, and he'll get a fucking kick out of it. Um, but when I was a little kid, I uh, didn't spend Saturdays watching cartoons and fucking around and whatever. I got out and I did yard work, and I mowed the grass, and I would rake leaves and pick up sticks and whatever. And we had this walnut tree on the corner of the property. And that son of a bitch, I mean, there must have been two million walnuts on that thing all over the mess and before we would mow on Saturday mornings I would have to go underneath that walnut tree and rake them all into the center and then pick them up yeah tedious work shitty work absolutely yeah you're 12 years old you're ripping your arms off you'd rather pull your eyelids off of your face some stuff like that it's not great but I look back now maybe the man I am today however however big radius so I'd park the old tractor with the the tub of where I'd put them in then dump them uh, with the trailer behind it, I would park it right in the middle, and then I'd just kind of all rake it and put it in one area. Well, one day, I decided that I just was going to do it my way, and I knew how I was going to do it, so I was standing out, and I was just chucking walnuts to the trailer. Out in this big fucking radius, just fucking chucking walnuts. Now, my friends, I don't know if you've ever seen a walnut, but they're round. So when you throw them and they miss the trailer, they roll about another 50 feet in the opposite direction. So then I just walk the other way and chuck them back the other way. And here I am just fucking following walnuts, chasing walnuts down the whole (laughs) fucking yard all day long. When I could have just taken the original time to rake them up and put them in that trailer. And maybe, funnily, I have realized it now that that's what that old redneck was trying to teach me. And I'm grateful that I'm able to bring it here and give you guys that for your thoughts and be able to apply something small just kind of that visual maybe it makes you laugh either way at my expense haha funny funny har har um either way it gives you something to think about um when it comes to whatever you're doing next if you think about going through it on autopilot rushing through it i ain't got time to just do what don't do that don't do that If you don't have the time to do it right, when are you going to have the time to do it over? I'll answer the question for you. You're not going to. So my friends, start doing it right the first time. 
Stop wasting your life and your time and your energy on shit that doesn't need to be repeated. So one final time, today's John Wooden quote of the day. If you don't have the time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. I like it, my man. I like it. I was uh, I was waiting for the walnut story. I thought you were going to say that you just didn't do it and then you were just running over walnuts and shooting walnuts left and right or something like that. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> that would have been bad too. That would have been even worse. But uh, no, just yeah, yeah. some walnuts all day. 12-year-old Riley did a little bit of that with uh, like sticks and then – you know, Oof. tell him, oh, yeah, Dad, I, I, you know, I picked them all up. And then, you know, Dad, five minutes later, what the What is all of this shit? Yeah, yep, yep, sure did. So, yeah, you know, roundabout way to learn that lesson sometimes as well. But, hey, I appreciate you. my friends. Absolutely appreciate you, too. There you have it, my Motivation Minutes officially of the day. All right, nothing else over here on this agenda, partner. Anything else you got before we wrap up today's show? Officially. Only thing as far as news, Carolina Panthers uh, looking like an ugly uh, ugly team these days. DJ Moore pulled his hamstring in his day-to-day, and Matt Rule yeah. says they will continue to play both Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. Adds that Sam Darnold is uh, still a couple weeks away from being healthy and ready to go. So uh, if you've been watching Carolina Panthers, that is uh, about as rough a news as it can be because they have been an ugly watch the last few weeks without Sam Darnold. For sure, for sure. Uh, appreciate the NFL updates, a little bit of NBA news. Um, if you hadn't seen it this morning, Elise Johnson uh, hit the COVID-19 protocols for the Bulls. So while one team gets ransacked in the city of Chicago by stupid-ass Uncle COVID, them being the Chicago Bulls, our other team, the Chicago Blackhawks right now, well, I can't forget about the Bears, but the Blackhawks right now, um, they got their game canceled because of COVID, but not because of their own COVID. It was all of Calgary's. Actually, Calgary got three games postponed now. So against our Blackhawks tonight, the Preds and the Maple Leafs, all of them on hold. Looks like a pretty serious outbreak in Calgary's facilities. So um, T's and P's, son of a bitch, Uncle Rona killing the uh, Calgary Flames. But uh, there you go. There you have it. No foreseeable Calgary Flames games uh, for the foreseeable future. Where the Bulls might be in that similar category, man, because I wasn't kidding. Starting you and I worried. might be getting a call this week. Starting to get a little worried, I will say so myself. Um, Working on my jumper today. Yeah, yeah, me too, <laughs> me too. We've just been hitting, hitting a little. I've been throwing a little. I've been uh, throwing trash, trash in the, in yeah, the yeah. trash can over here, yeah, the whole time. So there you go. There you have it. That sure seems like an episode of the TTL pod, but we have one final item to complete. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to tune in to episode number 181 of the TTL pod on this beautiful Monday of bets, also known as December the 13th, 2021. So you don't have to check your calendar for the final time today. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you for your likes your follows, your support, your listen, your views, your shares, your comments, your ads, everything in between when it comes to this social media world because you know what it does. It helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you, and we cannot tell you how much from the bottom of our hearts we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to chase this passion every single morning and share our thoughts, our passions with you. You spending your hard-earned time and energy with us is more than we could ever ask. So one more time, thank you, thank you, thank you.
We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans. And as per usual, before we hit the stop button, partner, let's cash some tickets.